I have an opinion that I need from you. Okay. When you look at me, mm -hmm. do you see Alter Guild material on my face? I don't know what that is. Well, you can imagine, given my background, that I also don't really know what Alter Guild is. Okay. But I took a spiritual gifts test. Oh. And of the spiritual gifts I have, Alter Guild popped out, popped up. Alter Guild. And I just keep looking at myself in the mirror going, do I look like Alter Guild material? This sounds like, like a World of Warcraft kind of thing. It's very otherworldly, which okay. is how I feel a lot of liturgical things can seem. Uh-huh. So Alter Guild, are the, they're the people responsible for setting out the stuff for communion or for special days. Oh. Like Maundy Thursday. Which is another thing that, like... I don't really even know what that I is. I know, because if you're from certain... Like, I I took a tour of Alter Guild on Sunday. and I sound like a place. Yes. Well, like it feels a, like it should like, be. Like a Narnia. Yes, it is. So I walked in, and it was like <laughs> everybody polishing silver. And, oh. and I thought, oh my... Like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm unsure. And so I'm taking a straw poll. Or I'm just asking everyone I know. Uh, I mean, I guess it's hard to say because I don't really know what it is, even with description. I grew up um, passing cups and plates. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Our no, church like just the, did communion. Like the silver tray that yes. had a bunch of cups of grape juice in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, no? Yeah. I, I think is, is my answer to that. I don't see that. I don't think I you. do either. Well, I mean, at least you can, you can like, Check become a, list. well, you can become, like, a battle mage, <laughs> or a druid. I can see you as a druid. A druid? Yeah, you might be a druid. I'll apply to be a druid okay. at the Anglican Church I attend. <laughs> I'll report back. Please do. Welcome to episode 111 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I scored a Nintendo Switch today. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. It's going to be a different week than it was last week. I think it needs to be. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's fine. Part of what I liked about last week's episode so much, which I think was one of our best episodes, if I'm allowed to say that, <laughs> um, is that we were unapologetic about how much we like things that are difficult. Yes. Um, and so I want to be clear up front that we're not apologizing for last week. We like hard books and we like being sad sometimes. However, for all things, there is a season. Yeah, and I certainly don't think this episode is an apology at all. Not it's at all. It's more like... Hey, this is an episode about grief literature, and this is an episode about when you need a break, yeah. or when you mentally can't handle the world around you. I won't go so far as to say escape, but I think the term we've kind of settled on is palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. Like something to read maybe in between the heavier books, if mm -hmm. you need it. If you need it. And the wonderful thing about books is that they can do that. Yeah. But before we get to any of that, we do have some announcements. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for all of the iTunes reviews that oh we received. Oh my gosh, and they're so nice. They are. Um, you guys are incredible, and we wanted to reward a couple of you, but we realized, hey, we have your iTunes us usernames, but we definitely don't have a way to contact you. Right. 
Um, and so we're going to announce your iTunes review username. And if you could get back to me, um, email me at inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com um, and tell me your t-shirt size and we will mail out some prizes to you. Yeah. Um, so the prize for our 50th review goes to Helen Gentz. Helen, you left us our 50th iTunes review. You did, and we were we were happy about it. That was a big deal. That was a big milestone. We've since passed, nay, surpassed that milestone. <laughs> um, and that is due in part to S. Rogers. S. Rogers. And I have to ask, are you Captain America? That was um, the first thing Chris asked when he saw that review. I did. I was like, is that Captain America? Um, is Steve Rogers listening to From the Front Porch? Yeah, I hope um, so. I really hope so, too. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> S. Rogers. We need your t-shirt size. We also need your t-shirt size. So Helen Gens, S. Rogers, please email me at inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com with your t-shirt size, and we will get a prize package out to you as soon as we can. Yeah, and in the meantime, we did want to just read a couple of those reviews because they were so nice, and we really appreciate you guys leaving them. And one was kind of long, but we loved it. Oh gosh, it was so funny. It was really funny, and so we're, we're going to read, read the whole thing. <laughs> okay. It's going to come from Zier family. Okay, so the subject line is, I might move to Thomasville. I mean, if I could. And if I did, it would be to live in Annie's bookstore. I mean, obviously not live, but, you know, hang out there all the time, read all the books, and have amazing inside jokes with all the staff. Sigh. I've been dropping serious hints to my husband to no avail. Sad face. Seriously, though, I'm so grateful I discovered this fun podcast. Annie and Chris are adorable. Sorry, guys, but it's true. Thanks. <laughs> Beyond that, though, they are informative, thoughtful, and Annie references Parks and Rec, which is super important to me. Hello, Valentine's Day. Why is this not a federal holiday? I do not know your family, but it should be. I always love the little clips in the beginning of the podcast that are sort of off-the-cuff random stuff. My all-time favorite is the lady cutting her fingernails in the bookstore. Mine, too. That was a favorite of a lot of people. It was. It came up in our reviews. More than once. <laughs> More than once. If I could marry that story, I would. Never mind. That's creepy. Anyway, I tell everyone about this podcast, but take that with a grain of salt as I am always either reading one of the 236 books on my to-be-read list or driving three teenagers around the globe or soccer practice. Same thing. Also, I have like three friends. We totally understand we that. We really do. Lastly, I would have never read or actually listened to Lincoln and the Bardo without Annie and Chris's recommendation. Yeah! We both just fist pumped. And what a fabulous find. Throw this podcast on your subscribe list, especially if you're a book nerd like me or a regular nerd or a cool person i guess it's okay too you've made my entire job <laughs> worth everything because you read lincoln and the bardo you read lincoln and the bardo which um we have gotten i will say a lot of people have said that they're listening to it or they're picking it up and they wouldn't have otherwise so if we can champion that book i feel like we've done our jobs well yes absolutely it makes all the taxes i had to pay worth it <laughs> um so that was one review we really loved and what was another one uh this one this one was from C. Marie Reeds, who writes, This podcast makes this Yankee girl want to move to Thomasville, Georgia. It is such a delight, and I love feeling like I'm part of a little book club that I can carry around in my pocket. Oh my gosh. There's always such great perspective and recommendations that draw unique parallels between different works, media, or current events. That's that great books education. Yeah, it what is. <laughs> I actually got, I got a question from one of my friends from college who was a listener um, today about, like, have we ever done an episode about that? Oh, about great books? About great books and about, like, maybe the books that we read 
at specific times in our lives that we needed at those times in our lives, or maybe how even books brought us to other people who are important in our lives. And I thought, that's That's a great episode. Good. And like, as we're recording this, I have not replied to her. Sorry, Amberly, I'll get to you. Um, Amberly, she wrote me a super nice note. I, I, I see it. Okay, I <laughs> it's on my bulletin board. Um, but anyway, um, That's yes. a great episode idea. Yeah, so we will uh, probably get to that at some point in yeah. the future. So basically what we're saying is, Thank you for your reviews. We actually do read them. And thank you for your emails. We really do read those too. And you're going to see some of the episodes ideas you, episode ideas you guys keep sending us pop up in future episodes. And if you have other episode ideas, please send them to me. Again, my, my, my email is inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com. I'm happy to hear from you. And I'm, according to one of these reviews, very quick to reply. You're very prompt. Um, okay, so on to the episode. Right? On to the episode. Um, palate cleansing books, palate cleanser books, a spring cleaning of the mind. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. So that might be your title. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, so when you and I briefly chatted about this on Saturday, I think we were like talking, I'm doing hand motions and no one can see them, but we were like talking over and under a each other. A little bit past each other. Yeah. Yes. Like we couldn't figure out what does this look like? Like this episode was hard to kind of put together. It really was. And I would like to say that I think that's because palate cleanser means different things to different people. Much like grief means different things yes. to different people. Yes. And why it didn't just occur to me right then when we were chatting about it, that of course the books that are palate cleansers to me are ones that are going to make you scratch your head. Right. Or books that might be, we'll talk about this, palate cleansers for you, maybe, um, might not make sense to me. So I think we kind of have to define our terms. Right. So, like, both of us really like difficult books, books that make us feel things, books that make us hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about that a lot last week. If you haven't listened yet, please do. Episode 110. Um, But a lot of people maybe don't want that and that's okay or and certainly don't want that all, all the, time. the time right and that's okay and that's that's also a good thing um that's foreign to me i do want that all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, i do feel like it's pretty suited to your person right. right i mean i can fairly be i mean like and this doesn't come across in the podcast i don't think but like i've been fairly described as a sad boy <laughs> which is a kind of archetype right like, I listen to Bright Eyes, I listen to Elliot Smith, like, I like sad things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm a sad person, but I, when I, when I look for media, those are the things that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of is palate cleansing mm-hmm. to me. Um, and for me, I, I mean, that's where our Venn diagram crosses over right. so, so much, is that I love those things as well. And I've noticed... So in the past three months, I've been keeping track of my books on Instagram. And so, like, I'm having to write these reviews. And I'm realizing that all the books that are getting five-star reviews are hard, (laughs) deep, sad (laughs) books. Like, and I don't mean for that to be true, but I I posted a review of Exit West last night. And I realized all of my five-star reviews are these deep, moving works of literature. But I enjoy in between reading other things. Um, And whether that's for palate cleansing, whether that's for I don't want to be in the depths of despair, Mm -hmm. to use an Anne Shirley term, all the time, or maybe it's just that I want to be able to really appreciate those works, and so I need some other things as buffers. I don't know what it is, but I do like to read other things, but my most favorite things, um, or the ones that resonate with me the most, are certainly those darker, deeper books. Um, But I do have a soft spot in my heart for some light, literature. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like palate cleansing for me is 
not reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I, a good point. Right. Yeah. Like, and I don't think... The way that I think about books and the way that I think about reading doesn't really allow me to go to books for, for palate cleansing, for, like, changing my mood, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to do that, then I, like work with my hands. That's a great, no, I think that's totally a great point because I've talked before about how I think that's how I was pre-bookshelf. Mm. So before the bookshelf, when I just could read kind of at my leisure, whatever I wanted, I read, I read it. Oh my gosh. I read about like, <laughs> you ever read a book? <laughs> <laughs> um, I read about four books a month. Right. And which I, is still a considerable number. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. No shame in that. And, but in between I would like watch TV or listen to podcasts or whatever. Now, I don't know if it's because I just feel this pressure mm-hmm. to read a lot and to read books that I wouldn't normally read mm-hmm. and books that my customers like might like and and this humongous stack of ARCs that is overtaking my nightstand that I feel like instead of turning on the TV, although that is what I prefer to be doing, um, I read palate cleansers or at least pieces of palate yeah. cleansers until I tackle like my next favorite book. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. So I feel like in my old life, I'm totally with you. I prefer not reading to reading light. Right. But now by sheer fact that I have to tackle so many books, like such a large quantity, I feel like I have to read those lighter things. Yeah. Does that and make sense? It does, but that pressure would make me just not read at all. Yeah. And I Oh, been that's there. <laughs> where I live currently. Um well, that so, Nintendo Switch is uh, going to affect help. things. No, it's going to help me so much. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, it's going to be the, mm, that's going to be my palate cleanser. That's going to be my reset. Exploring the wonderful land of Hyrule. Um, <laughs> narratives come in many forms, everybody. That's true. They do. Um, and I only play games that have stories. Um, anyway, moving on from that. What was I even saying? Um, right, because I read so much for, for school, which is also work. Yes. I'm trying to write a dissertation prospectus and like that that's a lot of reading yes and so i so your palate cleanser comes in a different form it does and i i have a a friend who is a phd student in philosophy and he we were talking about actually this very concept like maybe five years ago and he he had just read like a fiction book for the first time in years Mm -hmm. um and he was saying like it was crazy like I forgot that like reading can be that Mm. and not philosophy yeah not like the hard difficult work that I do it can also contain fun and escape I was like yeah and I feel like and at this point like I had just started my master's degree and I was reading a lot for fun at that point and I just thought like I feel the same way about philosophy like that's kind of a nice palate cleanser for me because it's not just having to keep track of narrative and characters it's something that is written something that I'm doing with my hands and with my eyes that is not having to keep track of who said what and who's related to whom. It's it's tracing an argument, which is its own kind of pleasure, I think. Yeah, and I, I guess my brain is all of a sudden connecting some dots. So Jordan obviously went to law school and was, I wouldn't call him an avid reader before law school, but he certainly read and read for fun. Mm-hmm. After law school, did not read for fun ever. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is he's gotten back into reading thanks to audiobooks and his commute, and he listens to books all the time. But I'm struck by what he's comfortable listening to, and what he likes to listen to are, this won't shock you at all, but, like, books about theology and mm-hmm. philosophy, mm-hmm. and then the occasional, if I recommend, like, a really good book of fiction to him, he likes that. But otherwise, he would rather not be reading. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes so for him, sense. he's kind of where you are, I think, in that I he doesn't want to read palate cleanser, light, 
or yeah. I don't know, more commercial fiction. When your job is reading, you don't want to spend your free time reading. Yes. <laughs> so I so I think you've hit on something that I just am now kind of connecting the dots on, that palate cleansers, for me right now, I do have some books that I would mm-hmm. label palate cleansers, but I think for a lot of people, palate cleansers are Netflix and movies yeah. and video games and right. other narratives. Um, so I think that's or, interesting. Or like I was saying, making something with my hands. If or I cooking. Can, like, if I can cook or if yeah. I can paint or if I can like build something like that is... That is palate cleansing and, like, mind cleansing. Like, I've been... Lately, I've been binding my own books, right? I've been taking comic books and, like, sewing them together and, like, designing covers and printing those and gluing everything together and sewing things together and making books. And that has been a great mind cleanser. Yeah. No, Um, that totally makes sense. Because you're busy... Work... Books are your job. Right. Yeah. Books are my job. And so when I have free time, I want to do something else. So I'm curious... I, I can't wait to hear from our listeners yeah. on this one, too, because I'd be curious to know if you guys read as palate cleansing, like from, let's say, you have a high-stress job, like right. do you read for fun, which I have also been in that position where I was only reading, f- quote, fun books um, when I had a job with the Florida Bar. Like mm-hmm. I liked to read just fun, light books. Um, or do you find that you love reading those heavy, darker things and you need breaks in between? I'm curious where what palate cleansers mean to different people. Yeah. Um, just as grief as individual, I think this is too, and I I would like to know. Yeah. I'm curious, so please let me know. So let us know. But in the meantime... Let's talk about the things that you like to read Yeah. to cleanse that old palate. Okay, Okay. so I'm going to tell you just some titles that have been around for the past few years, but to me, they came to me at just the right time, like I had read something really heavy. I'm thinking of things like A Little Life or, yes, Lincoln and the Bardo, mm-hmm. things that are incredibly well-written, very literary, but also dark and 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 intense um and the ones that immediately came to mind that i named to you are the rosie project mm-hmm. where'd you go bernadette mm-hmm. anything by j courtney sullivan mm-hmm. um anything by is it taylor uh taylor jenkins reed yes okay taylor jenkins reed who like is new to me but i feel like i've got some customers who have loved her for a long time um you jokingly and i know you were joking but like you kind of called those like Chicklet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I expressed it as a concern. Like, I'm. I wonder if somebody will just be like, "But those are all chicklet." Right. Because like, I don't. Uh, I don't subscribe to that label. <laughs> right. For the record, we do not. Um, but but I worry that somebody could easily categorize that. Yeah. And I think too often that kind of genre or category becomes this kind of light. Doesn't really mean anything. Right. Airy kind of book, and I don't think that's necessarily fair. No, because they do often cover. I think of. Um, Leanne Moriarty, and I think of Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. which is this HBO miniseries right now, too. And it covers some pretty intense territory. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, yeah. um, but I, to me, that would be a book I would read for palate cleansing. When I think of what's a palate cleanser for me, I think something that I can fly through. Mm-hmm. Like, inevitably, something like A Little Life or Lincoln and the Bardo takes time because I want to chew on it and think about it. Um, but I want something that I can kind of read quickly that I'm just going to become completely mesmerized by. And so Leah Moriarty comes to mind, or even some really good suspense novels come to mind, like Tana French. Um, she normally is somebody I can kind of go to. Um, in the past, like when I was in high school and college and I was reading a lot for great books, um, my palate cleanser was always, and it's the only book I have reread multiple times, um, is An Old Fashioned Girl by Louisa May Alcott. Mm-hmm. So it was like my one book that I would just go to, even if I didn't read the whole book, I would read passages from the book. 
And I so, get that. I have one of those. Yeah, and so like that was just something comforting to me. And I'm I'm sorry to say that when I was thinking about this episode, I've not picked that up picked up that book in a really long time. But at the time, that was my palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, the book I find myself going to now, while I'm kind of in between, is I'm tackling Hamilton. Oh. And so it, that's a nice palate cleanser because I'm reading just a couple of chapters at a time. There's no pressure to, like, finish it next week. Like, right. that book has been out forever. It's been out for a long time. If, if you don't know about it, uh, Ask them when uh, Homer <laughs> Yeah, like, tell you. I feel like he'll, he has a few songs about it. Um, so I feel like I, there's no pressure to read that from my customers. Like, right. they already have heard of that one. So it's one I'm kind of just returning to. So That's for, nice. Yeah, so for me, palate cleansers have covered a lot of territory in the past few years. So I've got, yeah, that lighter, maybe female-driven characters. Right. Um, but I also love the occasional children's classic to return yeah. to. And then new for me is returning to this historical nonfiction. And that just made me think, like, it's not... It's not the content that drives... Whether or not this is a palate cleanser, right? Because, like, dark things happen in these. And I think you could make a case for, like, Law & Order or SVU or any number of those crime... Uh, shows as being some people's kinds of palate cleansers, right? Oh, Law & Order SVU is totally my palate cleanser. You find, like, a four-hour marathon on TNT? Thank goodness for USA Network. Or, U- USA, <laughs> there you go. Not TNT, we know drama anymore, but, but USA. Um, and, and I think that's the same kind of deal. So it's not... Maybe the difference, then, is not so much the um, the tone of the content, but... Oh, this is elitist, but like the level of artistry. I do there? think. Huh, I mean, because that's not fair, though, because yeah. I think writers like Liam Moriarty and Tana French, like, it's not that they're not as good artists as George no. Saunders. They're just writing a different kind of. It's thing. A di- that's what I was gonna say. To me, it's a different genre. Right. So, like, I think Tana French is incredibly talented at what she does. Right. Jay Courtney Sullivan is somebody I really trust her work, um, and I feel like she is excellent at what she does. Um, you like, know, I'm not trying to place them in like an intellectual ghetto, you know? Like, right. They're just different things. They're just different because they also cover, like I said, they cover some really interesting territory. Like, right. um, I don't like characters who are flat. I like conflict. And in these books, conflict happens and, and dark issues happen. I mean, the Rosie Project is funny, but there also are some underlying themes that are like, oh, um, this man has Asperger's, mm-hmm. and what does that look like in an adult? And um, So anyway, so they're covering some different territory, and they're, to me, well-written, like good prose. I'm completely attached and involved with these characters, but it is a different thing than a George Saunders or a Hanya Yanagihara. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah, so... For me, you know, and sometimes the palate cleanser, sometimes I don't even read the whole palate cleanser. So, I'm, you know, I was reading a book the other day, and I I don't want to name it, but I didn't love it. But I read, like, the first, I don't know, little bit of it and thought, okay, glad I read it. Like, and it was a nice in-between book. So, to me, that's a very different category from somebody like Tana French or or J. Courtney Sullivan or Taylor Jenkins Reid, where I really like their books. And this was, I didn't love this book, but it was nice to read in between my other things (laughs) before jumping into something else. Because it is hard for me to jump from one really well-written, beautiful narrative into another. Yeah. Because then I feel like, wait, I didn't give it enough time. And I think I was even telling you... incubate. Yes. I I think I was even telling you, I'm trying to do this thing where I read 100 books a year. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people do it because Mm -hmm. I... 
I feel like I'm bouncing from one book to another, and I sometimes, especially with something like Lincoln and the Bardo, like I want some time for that to marinate a little bit. Um, you want to spend your time. You want to reread passages. You yeah. want to go back. Yeah. Um, this, uh, Megan Amram on Twitter, she was writing for Parks and Rec, but she said that this is weeks ago now, but she said that she read Lincoln and the Bardo twice back to back. She finished it and thought, I need to read that again, and just read it again. And Smart. I thought, yeah, you could. I could do that. I kind of want to do that. So much happens in that book that you could read it a second time and probably would be like reading a different book. Right. Well, because so much happens and not much happens all right. at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's so good about it. Yeah. Um, it's not like a Dan Brown novel where like it's nonstop action. There's barely any action. Right. Would Dan and Brown yeah. have been considered your palate cleanser back in the day? No, because I hate reading Dan Brown. <laughs> I've read Dan Brown's entire corpus and like none of it's good. <laughs> Like, do you know how many times the word rye was used to describe Robert Langdon in, what was the newest one, Inferno? Because I counted. It was upwards of 14. You would think an editor would have caught that. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> but at that point, they were like, we need another movie for Tom Hanks. And, oh, Tom. and they made that movie within a year of publication. They sure did. That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. There was something else going on there. Mm, I guess they was... just trying to make some money on And here's that. the thing. Here's the thing. I have liked several of those Dan Brown books. Mm -hmm. I liked Angels and Demons a lot. I actually, the one that people didn't like and I loved was The Lost Symbol. Mm -hmm. I actually thought it was great. It yeah. had a lot of really interesting meditations on existence and stuff at the end um, that I really enjoyed. Are those good high literature? Well, no. And that doesn't mean you can't like them. Yeah. It doesn't mean anybody should judge you if you do. Yeah. No, I think the longer that I work at the bookshelf, the less, the less snobby I become. Absolutely. Because the more I realize I just want people reading and do occasionally, I feel like, oh, I wish you would read something else. Something better. Let me help you. Yeah. Um, yes, I do absolutely feel that way. But I also sometimes I'm like, you know what? You go ahead and you, you read that. this book because at least you're reading something. And, um, and sometimes I guess that's how I feel about me too is yeah. like I've got this book that I'm reading right now that I can't tell if it's going to grab me, but I'm like, well, it's better for you than X, Y, or Z. Like it's better than... Yeah you know, laying around eating bonbons all day. Do people do that? I, I don't think anybody has ever done that. I think it's just a saying that people have. Um, I, 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 I remember asking my mom what a bonbon was. In oh, the, it took me in years the 90s. before I knew. What, what actually is that? Yeah. Um, but anyway. So those, I would be curious to know, for me, I think it can boil down to three categories of female-centric fiction. Mm -hmm. That's my number one. Mm -hmm. A really well-constructed thriller, because I've read some really bad ones lately, but a well-constructed, well-done thriller. Or maybe it is this historical nonfiction that, like, I'm not in a rush to finish. No one is pressuring me to read it. Yeah. And I'm just reading a chapter at a time. That's what I'm returning to in between these five-star books that I'm really right. loving. So what is the purpose of palate cleansing? Because it's not just, like, I got to get the taste of that out of my mouth. No. Which is kind of what... Palate cleanser sounds like. Right. Um, because we love these books and we just want to have a buffer between... It's buffer. That's the word to Bu me. Buffer books. Yeah, buffer books. Because to me, what it's doing is it is maybe a little bit of cleansing my brain from some hard, tough, beautifully written passages, and it's getting me ready for the next book that's going to be like that. Allowing yourself a little time to, 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 uh, meditate. To process. To process. Yeah. It's they're give these are books that I'm enjoying that I would rather be reading than watching a television show mm -hmm. even though I love good TV but I 
it's at least getting me back in the habit of reading consistently and getting me ready to tackle my next like yeah chewable book yeah i feel like <laughs> both the books i've read so far this month i read in a single sitting and i think that's maybe kind of a little bit what we're talking about yeah i think so to me it is to me it's those kind of fast in between novels yeah um or maybe not even novels but maybe like, not even in between yeah yeah <laughs> but something that you're reading to get you ready to read the next thing yeah that's what i think they are i think that's good all right I do want feedback on this. Yes, please let us know. Uh, do you we fall know in Chris's camp of not reading in order to process or to cleanse palate or or reading in my camp to process and get ready for the next thing? Yeah, I'm curious. I am also very curious, and also like if you read, what do you read? Do you go to for go for something lighter, or like me, do you read something heavier, or read some kind of criticism to get away from? The other thing, yeah, because the great thing about books, like I said before, is they're all different kinds yeah. for all different people. For all different kinds of people, I have a friend who reads strictly YA when she's ready, like when she's reading in between. And then, yeah, you and I both know wonderful customers and friends who only read YA, mm -hmm. and that's totally fine because their job might be super stressful, or right. their life might be hard, or they might just like it more. Yeah, like, and that's and totally fine. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. So, so I've got one friend who uses YA as a buffer book, mm -hmm. and then one who adores YA for her everyday reading. So I'm just curious where kind of people fall on this line. Because yeah. I feel like you and I fell on different sides of the spectrum yeah. too. And I, I, I talked to Emily McKenna a couple weeks ago about Difficult Women and she was like, this is the first adult book that I feel like I've read in a long time. I've been reading YA and like, YA gets so expensive because they cost about the same, but then you read through them so quickly. Yes. And like, and I think adult book, it makes it sound more, I, I don't know, more important than it really is. But like, Literary fiction, we'll yeah. say, like, you feel like you get your money's worth. Yeah, you do get your money's worth on a literary fiction, <laughs> like for sure. You're paying $27 for a book, but, like, you you spent $27 worth of time on yeah. it. Yes, no, that's <laughs> absolutely mental, true. mental energy, at least. That's a good point. Which might not always be the case with YA, but you don't always need to. Different books for different people for different times in your life. Before we go, there are a couple other things that I want to get to. Um... The first is maybe to talk about Libro FM. Libro FM is what I have been using to listen to audiobooks. This is not a paid advertisement, but I will say Libro FM is different from something like Audible because Libro FM is benefiting independent bookstores. Right. So it's a pretty new service. It's a small family-run company, and they provide audiobooks, and then part of the percentage of their sales go toward indie bookstores like ours. Mm -hmm. So... If you are an audiobook listener already, or if you're interested in kind of dipping your toe in the waters, we would encourage you to try Libro FM instead of something like Audible or Audiobooks.com. So you can go to Libro.fm forward slash bookshelf Thomasville. They have $14.99 a month memberships, or you can buy books individually. This, like I said, is how I've been listening to all of the audiobooks I've tackled in the past couple of months. It's a super easy to use um, service, and if you've got any questions about it, I'd be happy to walk you through those. I have like a tutorial sheet that I can email out. Um, yeah, but like it's it's the same audiobooks you would get yes anywhere, anywhere else um you listen to lincoln and the bardo lincoln and the bardo uh this is how it always is and i'm listening to um jody picolt's um small great things which i have thoughts on so interesting okay yeah. and i i used it in december um to listen to 
This was so sad. Um, I listened to Carrie Fisher's last book oh. that she reads, and I was listening to it the day that she died. Oh. Um, and then I couldn't finish it because right. it no. was too sad. So I still have it on my phone <laughs> to listen to, but like I haven't brought myself. I only had like a half hour left. Yeah. But I haven't been able to bring myself to do it. Too much. Um, mm, so because, mm, and I felt bad because I wasn't really enjoying the book. So you can go to Libro.fm forward slash Bookshelf Thomasville if you want to check it out. And if you've got questions about how to use that service, please let us know. We'll be happy to guide you through it. But it's super easy. Absolutely. And the last thing I want to get to, I think, is to talk about new releases that are coming out this week. Um, not a ton. We had a big week last week. We had a big, a pretty big week last week. We didn't announce it on the show, um, but check the show notes. I did leave a, a big list of books that we were excited about that came out last week. Uh, this week we've only got three that really kind of piqued our interest. Okay. Um, like, more so than other books. Um, the first is one that neither of us have read. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot of ARCs for. Oh, gosh, yes. And we've, we've... We gave one to somebody that we trust who just hasn't gotten back to us yet. Um, it's Mississippi Blood by Greg Isles. Well, people love that series. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't know if that's... I would be curious to know if that's a Southern thing. I mean, I know that obviously the books, I think, take place in the South and right. he's a Southern author. But we sell those books and they are massive. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> They are big. And so on it. this is his new one. Um, so if you are reading that series, then obviously mark your calendars. This book is out this week. It's a new one. Another one that looks a little more up our alley, I think, yeah. is by Lauren Gradstein or Gradstein. Um, it's called Our Short History. Mm-hmm. And it's about a single mom who raised her son without his father, although the son was always asking about the father, but then years later when she tracked down the father who, when she was pregnant, wanted nothing to do with the child, he was suddenly like all about like, yeah, I have a son. Like, this is so cool. I'm going to get into this. Um, and it's kind of that, that dynamic. Sales reps have been, yeah. And sales reps have been pushing this one. This is another one where we've gotten a lot of ARCs. I have one on my nightstand. It's just it's just been slowly moving to the bottom of the stack, but I will now that I know it's out. I will try to move it toward the top. Yeah, and it's a beautiful cover. It's too. a beautiful cover. Yellow and blue, always a, a nice combination. Uh, the last one is one that I'm excited about and probably won't be able to read for several months, but it's *The Mind Club* by Daniel Wegner and Kirk Gray. Um, they're both psychologists, and they are writing this book about the idea of the mind. Um, humans have it. <laughs> we believe that some animals have it, right? But what about corporations? What about computers? What about other animals? Why are some animals okay to eat and others aren't? This totally looks like that kind of kind of pop psychology book that I would love. Yes, and yeah. like we should have talked about some pop psychology yeah. today because I feel like I do sometimes read that. Oh, that's a whole other episode. That is, mm, <laughs> yeah, pop psychology might be a, a good episode. I think that'd be fun for you okay. for us to talk about. So we can talk about that at a later date. Yeah. Those are the three that will look really good to us this week. Yeah, so we would love to hear from you. We want to hear about your books that you use as buffers and why you do that um, and which ones you love. And you can, as usual, find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. And if you check out the store part of bookshelfthomasville.com, you will see that I have recently put all the books that we talked about last week 
up onto our store. And by the time you're listening to this, I may have added this week's books too. Yay. If not, they'll be up next Monday. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so that's something to check out. If you're interested in any of the books that we've discussed, I mean, maybe not this week. We didn't talk about a lot of books, but, yeah. but last week we did. And if you're interested in any of those, you can find them on our website, which is, again, bookshelfthomasville.com. If you have any questions about the podcast, um, if you want to just send us some reactions, some thoughts, some, well, wishes, <laughs> we will take them. And you can email those to me again at inventory at bookshelfthomasville.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram to get us behind the scenes at Bookshelf Teal. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week.